These days, our nation's children face an alarming number of health and behavior problems that weren't common in previous generations. Could it be related to their diet? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here with an expert who says yes. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Kelly Dorfman, a health program planner and nutritionist with 29 years of clinical experience. She co-founded the nonprofit organization Developmental Delay Resources and is the author of a book called What's Eating Your Child? The Hidden Connections Between Food and Childhood Ailments. Kelly, what are the most surprising things that you think most parents don't know about their child's nutrition? The most surprising thing is that it's more powerful than they think. Most people think about nutrition as related to calories, and so they think they might get heavy if they eat too many Twinkies, but they don't think about if they're eating poorly that it might affect their mood or it could affect their child's performance at school or it could be the reason that the child has reflux. If a parent has a child who seems to be perfectly normal, they're healthy and their behavior is okay, do they need to consider changing their kid's diet? they need to consider changing the diet, but they might consider upgrading it as best possible because sometimes you don't see immediate results from what you're eating. I mean, some people can eat a bad sandwich or, you know, skip lunch and feel bad right away, but other people it can build up over time. And you're building a foundation. We know, for example, that if girls don't have enough calcium when they're growing up before age 20, that they can have bone problems when they're 40, but there's no way to measure that when they're 15, 16, or even 8 years old. So you just have to almost do it on faith. We're not necessarily talking about allergies here. We're talking about other food sensitivities, right? Well, that's a good point because allergies, most people can figure out for themselves. They eat a shrimp and their throat closes up and they've pretty much figure out they're allergic to shrimp. But food reactions can be more subtle. They can happen 24 hours later. They can affect your thinking. They can affect your skin. They can affect your digestive system. And by that time, you've eaten two or three more meals. And so you may not be able to directly say, oh, it was that peanut or it was that egg. We hear about gluten intolerance these days and gluten-free foods. How do you know if your child may have a problem in that area? There's a bunch of symptoms that you see. One thing is that often kids crave the very thing that they're reacting to. So one of the things I look at is kids who eat nothing but gluten-based foods. I saw a child yesterday, and she had cereal, which was gluten-based for breakfast, and she had sandwiches for lunch, and then she had pasta for dinner, and then she had crackers for a snack. It was gluten, 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 gluten. That's all she wanted to eat. And she was having some issues, and so that was something that was suspicious. It wasn't going to be mangoes or Brussels sprouts or something she wasn't eating. It's usually something that's bothering you that you're eating a lot of. So that's one thing. And gluten sensitivity can also cause symptoms like headaches, stomach pain, gas, bloat, skin problems, and mood disorders. What are your thoughts about buying organic? Do you think it's worth the cost? I do because I think that you're not just buying organic for the food, you're also buying it for the environment because when you buy organic, not only do you not eat as many pesticides, but you also don't pour them into the water supply, into the groundwater. And so I think that it goes beyond just your own eating. So as a global way to help the environment as much as possible, I like the idea of eating organic when you can afford it. And there is a list online at www.ewg.org of the 12 produce things that are sprayed the most. They call it the dirty dozen. So if you can't afford to buy everything organic, you can at least concentrate on the stuff that is sprayed the most heavily and has the most residue. Kelly, if you were going to offer maybe three of the worst offenders in kids' diets, three of the things that you think kids really ought to stay away from, what would you say? The first one's a shocker. I'm going to say crackers for number one. When parents start little kids on crackers, they get addicted to them, and they end up filling their diet with snack foods. And there was a study that found that 40% of kids' diets now are snack foods. 
So I'm going to say crackers are horrible. All those goldfish and shaped crackers and dinosaur crackers and all those things should go. The other thing is sugared cereals. Sugar cereals start the day off weekly, and then you get a very cranky child in the afternoon, even if it's not happening immediately after they eat the sugar cereals. So I think a strong breakfast is important, and avoiding those quick sugary breakfasts would be number two. And then number three, I would have to say watch the juice box. The American Pediatric Association recommends four ounces or less of juice per day. The average juice box is eight ounces or more, so you're already getting double the amount that the American Pediatric Association recommends for a balanced diet for children. When I was growing up, you'd have juice rarely. Now you have it for snacks and lunch and after school. It's too much sweet calories, and that takes the place of more important foods. Kelly Dorfman, health expert and nutritionist and author of the book, What's Eating Your Child? The Hidden Connections Between Food and Childhood Ailments. Where can people find you online? They can go to the book website, which is whatseatingyourchild.com, and that would be the place I'd start. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. It was my pleasure. Thanks. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for another edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack is a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to join us next time on InfoTrack. InfoTrack.